Hey, you guys, this is Kristen, and welcome to episode 37 of the show. I am super excited that you guys are joining me again. Today's topic is going to be kind of a downer. I hate to, <laughs> I hate to say that, but unfortunately, you know, life isn't always super amazing and incredible and super inspiring. There's just times that you just wake up and you're in a funk. There are seasons of life that I feel like we have downs and then we have highs, we have plateaus, we have valleys. And so I really want to talk about this today simply because uh, I find myself every so often in that funk where you just, you feel kind of negative or down. Um, I do want to start by saying that, you know, the things that I'm going to share with you, obviously I'm not a medical doctor. Uh, and if you are one of the people that when I talk, you really do feel like you have something that is um, more geared towards maybe a mental illness or something like that, or depression, uh, that you definitely need to be seeking help from a um, from a physician that can give you very um, sound advice on what you should do in order to treat. So the people that I'm talking to not necessarily are those people. However, what I have to say today hopefully will help you in some way. Again, if you are that person who is suffering from severe mental illness or depression or anxiety, um, please seek out medical help uh, before before you do anything else. Um, I highly recommend that. Um, but anyway, uh, before we get started and before I jump into today's topic, I do request, please, if you don't mind, if you will screenshot this and add it to your Facebook or Instagram stories, you can tag me at Morris Kristen. And let me know if you got some value from this. With that being said, if you will give me those five stars, leave a review. I don't pay for this podcast and I don't get paid for it either. It's kind of a free thing. So I, I it just really would encourage me if you did that. And I would just, I would really, really appreciate it. It just makes my heart happy. Just to let me know if I am helping you in any way or if you're getting any value from this. Um, definitely let some friends know. If you feel like this has been beneficial to you in some way, tell someone. Let them know so that they can they can hear it too and benefit from it. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and get started. This is episode 37, Feeling Like the Victim. So I want you to think about your either present or past circumstances and your mindset today. I want you to do some self-reflecting, and on top of that, I also want you to think about the relationships that you have. It could be at home or in the workplace, okay? And I want you to identify some behaviors and thought patterns that people that experience victim mentality so that we're able to make some changes, okay? So I'm going to be talking today briefly about, you know, maybe if you've ever experienced a victim mindset, and then I'm also going to turn that around, and I'm also going to talk about if you've ever had to deal with someone who has had a victim mindset. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you, and if you're honest with yourself, we all fall into the trap of victim mindset every so often, the important thing is is that when you identify that you fall into that mental or excuse me victim mindset that you learn to adapt and pull yourself out of it okay so ultimately that's my goal today again not talking to people who are diagnosed with a mental illness or have severe anxiety or depression but i want to talk to you guys about how you can Look at a circumstance when you wake up in the morning and you have that, you notice that you're, you're feeling some type of way about yourself, you know, how can you pull yourself out of that? 
as moms, I know for me personally, we do sometimes play victim. We sometimes put ourselves into that victim mentality um, where we think, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I don't ever get to rest or, you know, oh my gosh, I am so, so, so tired or, oh my gosh, I, you know, have to, I'm always the one that's doing the housework around, you know, I'm always the one doing the work around the house. You know, we will sometimes find ourselves in a victim mindset. My kids just got home from school, so I really hope they're not going to interrupt me. So if y'all hear something, just, you know, that's what that is. You know, mom, mom life, right? (laughs) Anyway, um, so we have to, we will sometimes fall into that trap because we just, we get into this role where we think that we, we've got to be the fixers and we're always the ones that are doing it. I know me personally, I do that sometimes. I find myself in that, but there are other people, like when you think about it, people who have a victim mentality, Sometimes they exhibit behaviors that show that they can't solve a problem. They can't cope whenever things go wrong. Maybe people who play a victim mindset, they will, um, they feel like they're a target. Like people are, are out to get them. You know, when things happen, uh, it's their fault. You know, they're always the ones that are going to complain that bad things always happen to me. You know, I can never, ever, things can't ever go right for me. They don't feel like they have control over their life or maybe they don't necessarily accept responsibility for the things that are going on to them or around them and instead they make excuses, okay? So for some of you, I may be talking to you and every so often you may fall into that trap where you think that way. So why do people suffer from a victim mentality? There's a few things, okay? Number one, uh, it's, it's because of trauma. It's because of other issues that have happened in the past where they have felt like the victim. And so they have a difficult time pulling themselves out of that mentality because that's just the way that they cope in the past. Okay. Um, and clearly people who have been through even more severe trauma, they obviously are going to need some sort. And that's why I say, if you've ever suffered from depression or mental anxiety or something like that, you want to seek professional help because uh, those people are going to be the ones that are going to be able to help you through that trauma and working through those situations. But another thing, and there's a couple others, another thing that people will do um, or the reason why they play the victim mentality is uh, just for attention. You know, some people play the victim because they they want for people to notice them. And so they will complain or play that victim or talk about things don't go right because they want for someone to reach out and help them. And they don't necessarily know how to communicate that. So complaining is the way that they, they get that attention. And then finally, the last thing that, or one of the other reasons why people will play victim is simply because of manipulation. I know I've heard, and maybe you have heard the term narcissism. People who are narcissistic are really trying to manipulate you. And I'm not saying that whenever you fall into victim mentality that you're a narcissist. That's not what I'm trying to say. That's the extreme. But it's manipulating so that they can get something that they want. Okay? So whenever they complain, they can have people step in and do something for them. You know, whenever they, uh, they can't solve a problem again, they'll have someone step in and do it for them. Maybe they want for someone to do something specifically. So they'll, they'll act like the victim in a way to get what they want. Now I want you to reflect. Okay. And now me personally, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself a manipulator, (laughs) 
But I do find myself sometimes playing a victim, you know, and so what do we do? What do we do about it? And so I want to first start because I think it's important for us to always analyze ourselves when we think about our behaviors, because obviously you can't control the people that are around you. You can control you. Okay. So I want you to think first and foremost about any behaviors that you've ever had in your life, or if you ever fall into the trap of playing victim, you know, what can you do if you ever see some of those behaviors within yourself? Well, the first thing I would recommend is that you need to understand that whenever you fall into that trap, that you, you are screwing up, that you do have a problem, that you have to kind of own up to it. It's kind of like the, the old expression people talk about, you know, you, you can't um, fix the problem if you don't, if you don't admit, that's the first rule. Like you have to admit you have a problem before you can fix it. You know, we have to be able to say, yeah, I'm a complainer. Yeah. I act like everything's going wrong when really it's not. Yeah. I, I'm always talking about bad things happening. I'm never talking about the good things that happen in my life. So that's the first step. The second thing is that we have to allow ourselves grace. You know, oftentimes people will be extremely hard on themselves. They will um, they will be so hard on themselves that they don't allow enough grace so that they, they can step and move forward. Um, and so I think it's important for you to give grace to yourself around you and to the people that are around you. So, you know, like us moms, you know, we work a lot. We, we, we control a lot of the things that are going on within our household. And if we don't give grace to ourselves or to the people that are around us, we will fall into that trap of complaining. You know, if we don't set expectations for our house and we set ourselves up for being overworked or overtired, then we really don't have anything to complain about because we didn't really make st- make any efforts in order to fix it. Okay, um, you know sometimes giving grace to yourself means taking time to unwind. You know we talk about self care, unwinding, relaxing. You know for me, I can tell when I haven't spent time in the Word. I can tell when I haven't been reading my Bible or I haven't been praying like I should. You know whatever that looks like for you. Often we need to be able to to meditate either on God's word or focusing on what it is that God wants for us. You know, taking that time to wind down, maybe first thing in the morning when you get up or before you go to bed after everyone goes to sleep. You know, taking that time alone to reflect on your day and what happened and how you can in the future control moving forward. Um Another thing that I think we can do if we are, we find some of these behaviors within ourselves where we're complaining and we, you know, we, we just, we, we fall into that trap is that we should really start, start to focus instead of mostly on the negative is focusing on the good. Now I will tell you, this is something that I personally have really started to work on within myself is that, you know, habits die hard, Right. So like you'll find yourself, something will slip out of your mouth. You find it that it's a complaint and it's really not, I mean, it could be a valid complaint, but it's really not helping the situation. So in that moment, when that comes out of your mouth, you recognize that you're saying something that's not helpful, but hurtful. And again, just flipping it around and talking about something that is, that you can be grateful for instead. Um, one of my mentors, she's reading a book and I'm definitely going to be reading it. It's called Think Like a Monk. And she talks about how like whenever you have someone in your life that bothers you or that 
kind of gets on your nerves or annoys you or you find yourself complaining about something. So every time that that comes into your mind, instead, flip it and come up with 10 things and you have to write them down, 10 things about that person or 10 things about that situation that are positive. Because more often what will happen is whenever you do that, when you practice that exercise, the next time around, you'll stop and you'll think, oh, I don't need to say that because I don't have time to write down 10 things. I don't have time to sit there and think about 10 things. It's almost like training your brain to focus on the good versus the bad. And then finally, I think, you know, with, and this goes for anyone, especially those that are struggling and really having difficult time where they can't master, you know, or overcome that victimization is that you often need to ask for help, you know, you need to identify what is it that's bothering you so much and just see if you can reach upward and outward to find out if someone can help you, whether that's a friend that can offer you advice on how, you know, they can identify the things that are good in your life. Maybe you're in a place where you have a difficult time doing that. Listening to a good friend would help you with that. Maybe it is seeking um, attention from a doctor or asking, you know, for professional help on how you can specifically target the things that trigger you. You know, what are your goals? What is it that you want to accomplish? You know, sometimes we get blindsided by the bad things that are going on that it overshadows the good. And so stopping and reflecting on what is it that I really want out of my life? What is it that I really want to accomplish? How do I want to impact the people that are around me? And if I can't do that by myself, how can I enlist people to help me? What does that look like? So those are are some things that you can do for yourself. Now, what do you do for people that are around you? Okay, especially if you're leading a team or you're working with a group of people, I'm sure you have dealt with people in your life that have attention-seeking behaviors um, and that kind of play victim. You know, if, if you haven't, you will, especially if you're going to be leading a team or working with a group. Often, you know, when you're working by yourself, it's a little bit different, but when you're working with a group of people, you're going to deal with that. So how do you, how do you handle that effectively? Well, number one, you never, ever call them out on it. You don't want to ever label them as a victim. You don't ever want to say, you know, I'm sick and tired of you always playing victim around here. You're always complaining. When you do that, it puts that person on this, um, like on this guard, like they put up this guard. They know that they can't trust you and they won't be, they won't allow you to, to come in. Instead, what you can do is you, when you have conversations with them, obviously not in the heat of the moment, but you can identify, you know, when you're working things through with them, feelings that they've expressed to you. Talk about their emotions. Like, what is it that you see in them and the behaviors that they're, they're experiencing? Like, identify those things instead. So, for example, you might say, I notice that you're feeling really sad or anxious whenever this happens. Let's talk about that. And allow them to open up and explain because often what happens is these people need some sort of validation, okay? Again, remember, there was a reason why most of them, it's from past experiences that have gotten them to the place where they are right now. So allowing them to express themselves and explain what it is that forces those feelings out gives them that validation. And it also tells them that you care. Another thing that you can do is, um, and this one's a huge one, 
you know, for, for a lot of people, whenever they deal with people that are manipulative or play victim or feel like they can't ever win, you know, a lot of times that validation will go so far so that it infringes upon your peace. Have you ever dealt with somebody like that? Where when they, they talk or they complain, it just, after a while, it just wears on you? Yeah, I'm sure you've been there. So what you can do is you set a boundary. You have to be able to say at some point that you're not going to allow, whether that's, you know, only talking to them whenever their energy has come back down after they're in the heat of a moment. Maybe it's establishing a boundary where they can't cast blame on someone else when they're around you. You might say, you know, well, I understand that you're feeling this way, but I'm not going to allow you to talk about so-and-so in, you know, when you're around me. When you, when you set that boundary, it lets them know that you don't tolerate the behavior that they're casting blame on somebody else. Rather, you're, you're forcing them to either take their, their complaining somewhere else or to begin accepting the responsibility for themselves. And then what, this is a really good one. Um, another one of my mentors, he talks about this. I've heard numerous times. He'll say, you know, whenever you're faced with a problem, a lot of times all we can do is see the problem that's in front of us and we're blinded by that. And so one of the statements that he says is, but what if you could, what would you do? If you could, what would you do? So in a moment when someone gets in that, that complaining mindset or they're, you know, oh, I can't do so-and-so or this always just happens to me. It's, well, if it were different, what would you do? If it were better, what would you do? Or if this wasn't happening, what would you do? If you could overcome this, what would you do? Forcing them to think about and gaining that responsibility back on, well, I do have some level of control. And then finally, this is the most important, I think, This goes back to not calling them out and validating them when they do experience those wins, when they do experience those moments of positivity, whenever they do celebrate, celebrate with them, be willing to encourage them. Um, First and foremost, people that are playing victim or suffer from a victim mentality, they need some level of encouragement. Now, that's not to say that they need to infringe upon your peace. They don't need to, to cross that line where you all of a sudden feel like you're just giving more than you take, you know? Like, you, you want to be able to set that boundary. But at the same time, show them some love. Show them some affection. Because at the end of the day, that's, ne- that's primarily what it is that they're craving. And who knows? You might be the person that pulls them out of that funk. And in turn, they can use their story to share with someone else. So going back to thinking about what is it that you need to do, I, I'm really going to encourage you. I know this is, a not a, this is a difficult topic. This is a difficult topic for me um, because especially for myself, like I don't ever want to ask for help. I don't ever want to admit when I'm wrong. Most of us are like that. You know, what is it within yourself that you can do when you find yourself a complainer? <laughs> what is it that you can do? Can you slow your roll can you reflect on what the things that are and good in your life? And then how can you do that? And when you turn that on to someone else, how can you help them to overcome when they feel that way as well? I hope you guys got some value out of this. Let me know. I appreciate you guys. God bless.